Time now to check in with our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Tom, I don't have to ask if you're there because I can see you. <laughs> I'm here, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I'm continuing my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I was in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. It was one of those hot, humid East Coast summer weeks where each day slowly swells up with the moisture like a water balloon until it bursts in the late afternoon thunderstorm all over your face. A visit to historical D.C. is always an inspiration. One of my favorite things to do is to spend a day reflecting on the life of President Lincoln by visiting Ford's Theater, followed by the Lincoln Memorial. I was sitting in the quiet theater, gazing up at the balcony where Lincoln last sat, letting the magnitude of what happened here wash over me. When I felt a presence over my shoulder, I turned, half expecting to see a ghost, but it was a uniformed tour guide named Larry. He tipped up his hat and asked if I had any questions. I told him I did not. He said, I'm glad you asked me that. The distance from the balcony to the stage is 12 feet. John Wilkes Booth probably could have made the jump without any problem, but he had gotten tangled up in the flags that draped the box, the very flags you see before you. I thanked Larry for the info, excused myself, and walked up the steps to the balcony. Larry was right behind me. Some people believe that Booth broke his ankle on the jump, but I don't buy it, he said. Booth was an actor and did his own stunts and only added this explanation in his diary a week later to make himself seem more heroic as the newspapers were calling him a coward. Isn't it typical, Larry asked, that an actor would be reading the paper after an assassination to see how well he was reviewed? <laughs> have you ever thought that a tour guide might have recognized you from TV and was letting you know what he really thought about actors? I have. I left the theater and I headed towards the Lincoln Memorial, but halfway there, it started pouring rain. As I was looking for cover, I saw hundreds of people in yellow raincoats sitting in formation, meditating, on the lawn, in the rain, near the Washington Memorial. A woman from the group told me that they started this meditative practice in China, but after the government banned their master, many had to flee. Her glasses were covered in water and she was shaking from the cold rain. I was soaked too and was holding up an umbrella like a meaningless prop. I said to her, it's a shame, I bet you wish you had nicer weather. She looked at me genuinely confused and said, but this is an absolutely perfect day. Have you ever been so miserable in the rain that you thought about joining a cult just for the yellow raincoat? <laughs> I have. <laughs> to get out of the elements, I went to the Renwick Gallery that had an exhibit for the artwork of Burning Man Festival. I always thought it was an event where people took mind-altering drugs and ran around the desert with no clothes on. And after looking at the artwork, I realized I was right. It was truly creative, and one, in one installation, I laid on the floor on some pillows alongside some other people, and we looked up at the ceiling covered in a giant kaleidoscope. That's, this was nice, but obviously designed for people who were visiting another plane. Have you ever passed out in your hotel room with your clothes off after a long day of sightseeing, and when you woke up, realized you were still lying on the floor at the Burning Man exhibit? <laughs> I have. I had been there just long enough for the rain to stop and decided to continue my journey towards the Lincoln Memorial. As I approached the beautiful structure where Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech, I truly became energized. Have you ever confused Washington, D.C. with Philadelphia and started running up the steps of the Lincoln Memorial like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky? I have. An Asian family applauded me and used selfie sticks to take pictures with me. 
The sculpture of President Lincoln is powerful, but what struck me this time were the speeches engraved on the walls, the Gettysburg Address on his right, the second inauguration speech on his left. At a time when the country was literally tearing itself apart in the Civil War, Lincoln was able to communicate in such a poignant and unifying way to all Americans, and all without a single hashtag. Even more inspiring were the thousands of people visiting. I met a woman who was here as a student on a student visa from Jamaica, a man who grew up in Baltimore and was seeing DC for the very first time, an 80-year-old woman in a Jay-Z shirt, and a transportation lawyer who quit her practice to follow her dream of being a waitress. I met Ronnie and Len, two Vietnam vets, dressed in full biker gear, long gray beards, and vests filled with pins and patches, honoring the fallen and the never found. As we stood together at the World War II Memorial, Ronnie said he hopes we're moving away from a war with North Korea. Then he added, if you think about it, Kim Jong-un has got to be scared of us. The only two Americans he's ever met are Donald Trump and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I met a 13-year-old boy who was pushing his aunt in a wheelchair, a 17-year-old girl who was receiving a Congressional Honor Award on the steps of the Capitol, and a 22-year-old who joined the Army for the first time holding hands with the girl he's about to marry. Have you ever spent four days in Washington, D.C., and watched as the monuments, the news, and the politicians were all eclipsed by the stories and the optimism of everyday Americans? I have. Enjoy your holiday, enjoy your fireworks, and until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Thank you. Let's hear it for Tom Papa in the flesh. And look for his new book titled Your Dad Stole My Rake, available wherever books are sold.